situation. He took a pinch in the back. He got beamed for crying out loud. We used heart attack. Lee. Managers on a major league baseball team don't make decisions. Credibility in this situation is worse than losing your job. Was it over with the Germans bomb Pearl Harbor? The castration of the major league baseball managers. We know it. Ask me about my winner. What's going on, everybody? You think about um, hockey as far as being the easiest sport to fire a head coach and. I'm going to premise my point by saying that I agree with that. There's no way if you if you look at it from the standpoint of um, the job that has the smallest shelf life, the best chance of losing a job as a head coach in all of sports, it certainly applies to the sport of hockey. And when it comes to Bruce Boudreau and the situation that happened down there in Vancouver, it's a terrible look for the NHL, and I don't know how you're able to do it. I don't know how you're able to make a simple coach firing be one of the more embarrassing things you've seen in a sport for a while, and to actually get me up here to open my program talking about hockey, which is great. You know, I'm all for the promotion of hockey. I'm all for reasons to be out here and talk about hockey when it starts. But you're looking at a coach with a lifetime winning percentage of 6.26. Um, God, it wasn't given much of a leash in Vancouver. And we understand the value of, of, of hockey in, in this country is great. But obviously, we know in Canada, um, it's the number one sport. That's what people eat, breathe, and sleep and live in, in the country of Canada. So that part of it I get and I understand. But when it comes down to it, um, this is a terrible look for the Vancouver Canucks. And, and not because they fired a coach with a career 626 winning percentage. He did well in Washington, of course. Very well in, in Anaheim with the with the Ducks. Uh, did well in Minnesota, a team, you know, a couple hundred point seasons there. But that's not the point. It's not the reason that I'm that I'm upset about this. You can't leave somebody out to dry for a week or more to a point where he is he, he's essentially knows he's a dead man walking. Just just fire him. Move on. The best thing that they could have done if the Vancouver Canucks wanted to make themselves look a little better here is they should have just fired him when they made the decision to. Not wait for however long it took for Rick Tockett to answer them and take the job. I got no issue with Rick Tockett. I got no issue with the Vancouver Canucks hiring Rick Tockett. This being said, Bruce Boudreaux should not have been there for the last 10 days. He should have been fired quite a while ago because that was the decision that the Canucks had made. And the fact that they waited this long, they, they embarrassed themselves. And they really made themselves look bad. And I think it's just an awful look for a league that you understand that the shelf life of an average head coach is not that long. So that's kind of where, where I wanted to go with it. I don't really have anything more to add. Bruce Boudreaux, like I said, one of the more well-respected guys in the National Hockey League, didn't deserve to be treated like that. And I'm not saying he didn't deserve to be fired. You look at, like I said, the average lifespan or a coaching span of a head coach in the National Hockey League is, is usually less than about two years or a little more than two years. Um, the median is probably somewhere around like two and a half years if you you know you you factor in every head coach and divide it by the amount of 
um, you know, have the amount of time that they've coached divided by the amount of coaches, you're only looking at about two and a half years, which is less than basketball, which is a little less than three. Uh, football is probably a little more than three, maybe around three and a half. And baseball is a little bit longer, but it, it doesn't quite get to the number four. And we understand that you know the span of a coach in any sport is not going to last that long. But there was no way to treat this person like this, no way to, in, in the press, basically have this guy a dead man walking for about 10 days or so. The worst kept secret in the sport. They had made the decision that they were going to move on. And this is a bad look. A bad look for the, the Canucks owner. A bad look for the Canucks general manager. And, you know, it, it's just a, a, a bad look for the organization. Now, I wanted to do a show before the baseball announcement of the Hall of Fame, which is expected to be this afternoon. I'll probably do one after, either tomorrow or Thursday. But, you know, my talking point has been this. I don't care too much to want to see anybody elected this year because I think it would be a good stance for where we have come in regards to the Baseball Hall of Fame being more about getting players that were really good in the Hall of Fame through last-minute tallies and rallies and pushes and campaigns than to get the players that actually put up the best stats and had the best careers. If you look at the ballot this year, there should be three names that should be in the Hall of Fame already. And that's Alex Rodriguez, that's uh, Manny Ramirez, and that's Gary Sheffield. The three most accomplished players on this year's ballot should already be in the Hall of Fame. And then you get to the discussion about Todd Helton and Carlos Beltran and Billy Wagner and Scott Rowland. And you can make the case that they are Hall of Famers. But my issue with the Hall of Fame is they got to clear out the problem that they have. They haven't honored the greats to ever play the game. Barry Bonds needs to be in the friggin' Hall of Fame. Roger Clemens has to be in the friggin' Hall of Fame. Pete Rose should have been in the Hall of Fame already. Joe Jackson, the fact that the guy hasn't even been reinstated after he's been dead for 70 years is an embarrassment to the game. To at least have him where he could come up in a veterans committee and people can vote. Hey, was he accomplished enough before this? How much did he really know about the what the Black Sox were doing? Was he really that illiterate when it came to understanding how to read and write and understand? Because obviously there was no evidence, if you looked over the course of the World Series, that he was laying down from Joe Jackson's perspective. It wasn't like the World Series was not on a level. And then on and on, you could talk about all the different players. I mean, you know, 600 home run guys like Sammy Sosa. You don't like Sammy Sosa because he used steroids. I hate to say it. There's players in the Hall of Fame that already use steroids. And, you know, that, that kind of frustrates me because, you know, it, it became a popularity contest even when it came to steroids as far as what games, what players should be in the Hall of Fame and shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame. Mike Piazza used Andro. Andro is considered a controlled substance right now, which... Yeah, if you look at it like that, you know, you're basically saying that that's a player that used steroids that's in the Hall of Fame. The same accusations that have been thrown out that have held out great players weren't used against Devon Rodriguez. 
when Jose Canseco called him out, in addition to dozens of other players when it came to the use of performance-enhancing drugs in sports. So, <clears throat> baseball's pick and chosen what players they want in and what players it's okay for them to use steroids. So steroids isn't even the issue anymore. It's just a matter of a sport trying to grab its stronghold, the Bugs, Bud Seelig's, the Jane Forbes Clark's of the world's, the ones that really want to give an ownership to Major League Baseball and say, this is my sport, we're going to abide by my rules, and I'm going to control the Baseball Hall of Fame. And they do it up to a point. They've embarrassed the sport. This is the only sport out of the four major sports, or the only sport out of any sport with a Hall of Fame that has actively chosen not to honor the greatest players to ever play. And I think the best thing that could happen if I, want, if I want to see a resolution at some point in baseball to swing back the pendulum to go back in the direction of honoring guys like Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens and Pete Rose and Joe Jackson, then I think we need no players to get the 75% this year. Once again, Kurt Schilling, like him or hate him, uh, you, you've allowed somebody's uh, opinion of you determine whether he's a good baseball player or not, which is the, the most egregious thing out of all of it. It's not that Kurt Schilling is the most deserving out of all the candidates that have been overlooked by the Baseball Writers Association of America and the Veterans Committee. It's that it's the most childish-looking thing. They don't like Kurt Schilling, so Kurt Schilling's not in the Hall of Fame. It's not that he wasn't a great pitcher. He had 3,000 strikeouts. He's one of the best postseason pitchers in the history of baseball. If it wasn't for that, he'd already be in. And I, I, I just think it's such an embarrassment as you watch the Baseball Hall of Fame and people are caring, hey, let's get Scott Rowland in. Scott Rowland, when you're talking about players that aren't in the Baseball Hall of Fame, probably would rank somewhere in the 20s as far as most deserving. Because Bonds and Clemens and Pete Rose, they'd all be up there near the top. <clears throat> then you look at Sosa and Manny Ramirez and Rafael Palmero and A-Rod. You, know, you can name a lot of players before you get to Scott Rowland. And it's not that Scott Rowland doesn't deserve to get in at some point. Maybe it's times now. And if, if it is, I'm not going to rail against it. But I think it's an unfortunate situation when you're looking at the greatest players in the sport of baseball not being honored as they should be. So what we're going to do is we're going to get into a, a, another round of Today in Sports History. And I'm going to kind of do this on a fly. Today, in 1950, Jackie Robinson signed a contract with the Brooklyn Dodgers for $35,000. That's the largest in Dodgers history. Bob Pettit, who I had spoken to, spoken about, uh, the West beat the East in 1956. Bob Pettit was the MVP. Once again, Bob Pettit, one of the more underrated players in the history of the NBA. Today in baseball history, Jackie Robinson is the first African-American elected into baseball's Hall of Fame. Bob Feller also got in. Uh, CBS in 1964 bought the, the 1964 and 65 NFL TV rights for, at the time, $28.2 million. You think about how many billions the TV contracts are involved with the NFL right now once again shows you the, the value of the dollar and how it's gone up. 
Warren Spahn got in the Hall of Fame in 1973. Um, looking at uh, George Foreman knocking out Ron Lyle in 1976 in the fifth round. Um, was considered by the ring the fight of the year. He knocked down, he, he was knocked down twice in the fourth round and came back to beat Ron Lyle. Do I got anything else in regards to sports history? Super Bowl 16. In the Pontiac Silverdome in Detroit, the 49ers beat the Cincinnati Bengals 26-21. to Joe Montana was the MVP. And once again, as you're looking this weekend in, in, in football, you could see another 49er-Bengal rematch, which would be the third time they would have met in the, in the Super Bowl. Mike Bossy in 1986 scored his 1,000th point for the New York Islanders. Uh, anything else really stand out? Pat Riley became the 13th and fastest coach in 1990 to reach the 500 victory plateau as the Lakers beat the Pacers. Uh, Wayne Gretzky won the MVP in the NHL All-Star Game in 1999 when he was playing for the Rangers. Um, I think there's a lot of people that didn't know that. And I don't see really much. A couple NFC, AFC championships, yada, yada, yada. Last year, you had the, the Chiefs beat the Bills. I'm sorry, two years ago, the Chiefs beat the Bills to get to the Super Bowl, 38-24. to And the Buccaneers beat the Packers by five points to get to the Super Bowl. Obviously, the Buccaneers beat the Kansas City Chiefs to win the Super Bowl that year. This is the Past Ball Show brought to you by JohnPLA.com, by St. Aloysius Church in Jackson, New Jersey, by Two Ways, One Passion Food Truck, located in Scranton, Pennsylvania. Always a reminder, you can check out the Past Ball Show, whether it's YouTube, Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, any way you get your podcast. God bless you, and as always, I'll see you on the other side. The Chicago Cubs roster opening day. I have many leather-bound books. My apartment smells of rich mahogany. Why don't you give it all or a majority of it to the team that wins the freaking World Series? I was going to listen to that, but then I just carried on living my life. I may come out as the biggest... Major League Baseball manager apologist. It'll only make someone work just hard enough not to get fired. Because hitters are going out there saying, I'm either going to hit a home run or I'm going to strike out. And if I don't get a pitch that I feel like I could drive out of the park. Not even supposed to be here today. Especially prospect whores and hoarders are going to be a little pissed off at me when I say this. I'm a dude who's a dude disguised as another dude. There are only two managers in baseball's Hall of Fame who have losing records. One of them is the iconic Connie Knack, who you could say, in spite of winning five World Series championships as a manager, could be in as much as a pioneer. And what side of the spectrum they're on? Were they pitching? Were they batting? If your favorite team was pitching and a ball got inside and hit a batter, there's no way it could have been on purpose. But if you were a fan of the team that was batting and a ball got inside and hit somebody or went behind somebody's head, absolutely 100%, unequivocally, that pitcher was throwing at They put their tail between their legs and decided they're going to do exactly what they're told. Years. 35 years ago, I could have loaned your parents the money for an abortion.